Welcome to the Couch Co-op Podcast. What episode is this, Jared? We're up to five. Five? And yeah. What are, what are we talking about this time? We're talking about sandbox and open world games. And uh, that's Jared, and I'm Ian. And, Hello. Uh, yeah. So we just uh, did a huge epic on the show. We did a huge GTA. So that made us think, well, let's not talk about Grand Theft Auto anymore. Let's talk about sandbox games. Yeah. Well... I, I do have to point out that the intro to our latest video is pretty great. It was a kind of a cute, <laughs> not cute, I guess, just kind of a spur-of-the-moment creative thing we thought we'd do. But, uh, yeah, Jared was the star of it. I'm very good at being <laughs> stiff-legged, I guess. Very open-world sandbox walk you had there. Yeah, very PlayStation 2. So, uh Let's get, I guess, just get to it, huh? Um, so, like, after Grand Theft Auto kind of stormed the world with this whole sandbox uh, kind of new style of game, basically. I mean, not really new, but, I mean, just that 3D sandbox. What games on the PS2 do you remember? On the PS2? Or what I, games did you play after that do you re- remember right away? Well, I didn't actually play that many for sandbox games on PS2 because that, that was kind of in the middle of its life towards the end and at that point I was still just playing a lot of like adventure games and uh, a lot of exploration and I don't know why I didn't jump into those I mean I should have picked up what Saints Row 1 was on PS2 wasn't it I yes, think it I was so, so yes. I, Saints Row I thought 2, of picking yeah. that one up it looked so ridiculous and I, I never played that first that. one yeah, I, think, I, I think, don't know anybody who did I, I think the first um, kind of open world game I remember that wasn't Grand Theft Auto um, was that Western Gun? Western ever, Western Gun. I haven't heard of that. That Western Gun. That Western game called Gun. Oh, remember? No, I never played that. Uh, that was a actually it's a great game. I think it was by Acclaim and uh, open world. You rode horses and it's pretty much like Red Dead would become, but it's back on PS2. In fact, I think it was a kind of a crossover because I think. They upresed it on the 360. So was was that a first person or a third person it's one? A, a third person open. Yeah. Okay. It was a. I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, I beat it and uh, had some uh, cool. Uh, who were the? I can't remember. I think Chris Christopherson was one of the voice actors. Who's one of my favorite actors? Uh, and uh, that was just a really cool. I like westerns and a western open world game. Well, that makes me want another western because. We get Western games very sporadically, and the last one I remember actually sitting down to play was Red Dead Redemption, Right, and that was a couple of years back, so it's been a long time. I'm sure I've missed a couple of Western games. I think they... I don't... Uh, well, I mean, there's... Well, I never played the first uh, Red Dead game, Red Dead Revolver, on PS2, so I don't know if that was like an open world type game or what that game was like. I... <laughs> It I'm was unaware. Like, but uh, that's where, like, kind of where Rockstar, they bought that property and then eventually would become Red Dead Redemption. But that first one, I don't know, there's some fans of it, but I never played it, which is weird because I like Western games. So yeah. maybe I'll have to go look for it or something. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll redo it. Well, I doubt they'll redo it because it wasn't even their property in the first place. So the original one. Well, no, it was. See. They bought it. it. The game tanked, or it didn't tank. Yeah. It like kind of the, it wasn't going anywhere, and so Rockstar bought it off of. I don't know who did it before. I can't remember, but yeah, I, I don't even know if it's an open world game. I don't know. 
I don't know. But uh, so what? What other? I'm trying to think of like pre PS3 360. What if there were? I know there are other open world games. I just can't. Well, think. I think I think the first Mercenaries game was on. Yeah. Yes. Xbox and 360, but or not on 360. Yeah, PS2 and Xbox. But I never played the first one. I played the second one and had. A ridiculous amount of fun. I was playing it co-op the whole time, of course, and uh, I think Jason and I beat it in a day or two because uh-huh. we just couldn't stop playing. It was so fun. But that's one of those games that if you're not playing it co-op, it's really boring. Right. But it, it was a really fun experience. A lot of blowing crap up. Like a lot of sandbox games, you just run around and shoot anything you can and what about, find the little things and what about the the far cry series those were aren't those open world i never have played it except I for blood dragon i never but. played far cry 1 so i don't know about that but far cry 2 was open world and had vehicles you could drive around a huge map far cry 3 was gigantic and that was open world right. and uh, the only one i actually played all the way through was far cry 3 I, I think I only played like an hour or two of Far Cry. I don't, I don't know, just the interest level of it didn't capture me. Oh, that's interesting. But Far Cry 3, I just I couldn't stop playing that one. That mm-hmm. game was so good. The story was so well written. All the characters were voiced and performed perfectly. Everything matched that world they were trying to create. What, what uh, kind of uh, things do you like about like those open world sandbox games? The thing I like most about open world games is just exploring. Like, a lot of games give you a bunch of stupid little things to collect. I'm the one that's out there collecting all the crap (laughs) before I even start doing the missions. You know, like, uh, I think, going back to Red Dead uh, Redemption, before I even got out of America... America, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was probably like 12 to 14. I don't know. No, I was almost like 24, 25 hours in before I got to Mexico, (laughs) which is a place if anybody, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have played it, but you can get to Mexico. Spoiler. Oh, there's no spoiler there. (laughs) But you can get to Mexico in like the first two hours of the game. Right. And so some people, I, I just collected all the little pieces of brush and whatever else I could do. Some people don't like Mexico. Once you get in Red Dead, it's like oh, it takes forever and it. it I enjoyed it. I, Mexico. I didn't hate it. I I actually enjoyed every bit of it. I it, wasn't bored with any of that game. It was still. It's still one of those. That's the one thing about Red Dead is it still had that kind of gated, kind of like uh, Grand Theft Auto. You know, when they gate an area, so it's not completely open world. You yeah. kind of have a. Oh, now you get to go to this part of the world, which, you know, it's part of the story, so it makes sense. But that's one thing about open world games that can be kind of a pain in the ass. Like, uh, Arkham Asylum wasn't really open world, but Arkham City was open world. Yeah. It was a pretty big open world. But there's still points where, you know, it loads or, you know, you're not, you know, you get just a different, like, inside a building or something. Well, there's a completely different texture palette they have to unlock for all that. So it's going to be... And maybe this generation where they can actually make open world games that are completely seamless, where you can actually walk into a, a huge building and it will be perfectly articulated, 
while everything outside of that building is still going on. Right. That'd be pretty awesome. If yeah. You can pull that off. That would be so great. I'm looking really forward to seeing what they can do this time. So I think, like, you know, since we're mainly console gamers, I'm sure we're leaving out some PC games that have a lot of open worlds, you know, elements. Um, but, like, some of those early ones, like, this kind of past gen, I guess, at this point, but they had, there was a lot. I mean, you have the Assassin's Creed series. You have, obviously, the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, you had uh, a great a game I really like, and I don't think you've played yet, but Saboteur. No, I it's haven't a, played Saboteur. It's a great open-world game, sandbox game. Probably it, one of the best. If we ever do a Missing Gems kind of a podcast or video, that game sounds like it needs to be on there, because you and Dave... Just can't stop talking oh, about it. Every game. time you get together, you're saying something about the game. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those ones that just you know it may not be a perfect game, but it doesn't leave your your mind. You know, it's always there, you know, just kind of sitting like, oh, that game did it really well. Or I think what's cool about that game is like Dave and I were also big fans of uh, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla. I, I did play through that finally. So, so like when it moved from the first person to the third person, and then it was a completely open world game where you get to blow shit up. I mean, talk about a sandbox. Uh, you're, I mean, that's pretty brilliant game. Yeah. That, a lot of fun. It's more fun than anything <laughs> because I don't remember anything memorable in the story. It's very cut and paste. Yeah, the story's not the yeah, greatest. But if you're out looking for just a really fun, cheap game, it's really affordable. I think you can probably find it at GameStop for under 10 bucks, And it's just fantastic it's fun to destroy everything there's everything marked by the red by the different factions that you can destroy what, what it's not the red faction it's yeah the, or it's the it's the government yeah it well the cool thing about it is like it tells you you know you basically get to destroy buildings and stuff because red faction is known for like the geo mod with the destructible environments and so in that game they make it so the buildings and everything you can just, just you can go in them but then you can also destroy them and then you basically, it's kind of weird because you're basically a terrorist in a sense. I mean, you can put cars on a, you put bombs on the car and drive the car into the building and then yeah. explode the car and it destroys the building. It's, you can use your creativity in the game. But it's so much fun. fun. Plus it's got some mech stuff in it. And yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool it's game. It's pretty loaded. So that's why, like, Saboteur, when Dave and I started playing it, it had elements of that because you had bombs and you could destroy, you know, certain structures and stuff. So that's why, you know... You, when the sandbox takes, you know, starts t- borrowing from other sandboxes yeah. into it and make a bigger sandbox, you know, that's a lot of fun. I mean, if in Grand Theft Auto, if you could be able to like blow up buildings and stuff, or like, you know, interactive yeah. world more so than it is already, that's what's cool about I think sandbox games. Yeah, well, yeah, the ones that put all the creativity in it. One, one that you still have yet to play, I believe, is Just Cause Two. Yeah, I'm like. A third of what? Yeah. yeah, I'm not not even halfway. You know, just so many games yeah. I have to play. <laughs> yeah, but Just Cause Two, in an expansion of making this an open world game that can be gigantic, they actually give you this ability. You get to grapple onto anything, even a moving vehicle, and it will pull you towards it. And you always have access to your parachute. Right. So you can fly around. You can have a hell of a lot of fun blowing stuff up. You it's, can. It's kind of like how Bio, Bionic Commando the game should have been. 
because he's got yeah. that arm and he I, I like how you can like rip guys off bikes they can shoot it at them yeah. or you can shoot a car and like jump onto the car and well you can, on just cause 2 you can also like uh there's explosive tanks you can connect your grappling to that and then also attach your grappling to a human and they'll smack into one another and you can blow them up so it's a lot of creativity there's thousands of videos of people doing just crazy crap on that game just launching themselves up with the air tanks in the sky and doing ridiculous tricks have they ever made like an open world mario game do you know uh well some people kind of count mario 64's open world like one of the first that kind of tried starting it but of course there was the main huge hub but to access an actual level, you had to jump into a painting and it loaded up and right, okay. went into that. Because that would be kind of interesting. That would be, you know, you can, all these Yoshis running around. You have to, like, wrangle a Yoshi and then, like, kind yeah. of tame it and then ride it. You could, oh, jeez. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't you know, know. I think it would be kind of funny. I, I'd probably use Birdo and go shoot <laughs> oh, eggs oh. out. <laughs> well, uh, either way. Else. Either way. I mean, it would be kind of funny, like, if it was more like... <laughs> You know, if they were to take that kind of approach, yeah, I would play an open world Mario game, if, like a, for serious, real one. I think that'd be kind of fun. It could actually be really cool if Nintendo did decide to digitally create the whole Mushroom Kingdom and articulate what it was, even down to where all these pipes go. You can take the pipe, and it will actually show, like, in detail where you're going into the world. Like and it's not just like. Black screen. Here's the new screen. It would actually show. And then like four player co-op like Borderlands. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you, hey, you could pick up those turtle shells and hock them real hard at those enemies. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I would like thought. that. That's just a thought. I was like, heck yeah. Man, I mean, it's funny because last night I was. Uh, this has nothing to do with open world games. Last night I played the Nintendo, and so I was playing Nintendo games, and uh, I was just playing through like Super Mario Brothers three, and I played Ninja Turtles again, and I was just like. Man, if there was an open world Mario game, like sandbox Mario game, like why hasn't that happened? Like I just I don't know. Well, they've done everything else. They've done like RPG Mario type stuff, right? Yeah. And I don't know. Well, when it comes to Nintendo, they, at least to my knowledge, I can't even think of one game where they've used someone else's idea. If they actually started using other ideas out in the video game world, they could be so much more expansive and attract a much larger core audience right. versus a lot of the people that just want a fun, quick game to play. I, I remembered some of the PS2 ones. There's that uh, Simpsons Hit and Run. Did you ever play that? I never did. Oh, I, that was a lot I of saw fun. like a demo or something on a video that was played. That was a lot of fun. You yeah. get to be Homer. and Anyway, that was a lot of fun game. Um, then there was that other one. Is it Destroy Humans? Destroy All Humans? Destroy All Humans. It had a sequel, too, I believe. Was, that was open world? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I never played either of those. I, they looked a lot of fun. They're just, what, you're an alien blowing crap up. Right. So how bad could that be? And then, uh, so what else is there? Man. Well, did you ever, yeah, you went through another Rockstar game, L.A. Noir. I did not go through that, no. I did not go through that game. Well. <laughs> it, it was actually really well done. It, Le Noire? Yeah, Le Noire. <laughs> well, that one, I think... I watched, they, I watched you play it a little bit when you lived at your brother's. I watched you a little yeah. bit, but I... No. Well, it was weird. 
in a way because that was one that they went into really deep details on capturing the actors' faces. Right. So all the faces, all whenever they were talking or during interrogation sequences, if they're lying, every little facial detail, a frown, a smile, or you're struggling, everything was picked up and they put it in the game. So they tried to get it as real as possible because there's interrogation sequences in that open world game where... Is it a very big world, that game? Is that a big it's game? a pretty big city. It's, it takes it? a long time to drive through. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really well-done city, too. I mean, it's not just a flat surface like some of the older ones, of course, but, I mean, that, I think, if I remember right, it kind of mimics, like, old Hollywood. Right, like right, right. old, old Hollywood. Uh-huh. 40s, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something like that, 40s, You 50s. should know. I didn't play the game very much. Yeah, but the game know about it very much. was really well done, and it, just like most uh, open-world games, they have things to collect and right. whatever and different cop missions you can do and detective missions and it always seems like those games are kind of you know you're a dude you're and you're killing dudes you're tracking dudes down so like open world games like like minecraft is basically an open world game yes it right? is. right see and uh, that's a totally different take on a literal I, sandbox i have to in, in, impede <laughs> i just saw an article I think it was on Kotaku, where this one guy is wanting or trying to recreate all of Manhattan. In down Minecraft? Down to the streets in Minecraft. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so. How far along is he? I don't know. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine. Very far. How much data and time that would take on a computer. The life that that person leads must be very interesting, or not interesting, you know? To, like, just spend... Uh, that's, what a hobby. What a task. Well, I, I, Minecraft mm-hmm. could be the ultimate open-world game if you can create your own planet. It's true. Which people have recreated Earth, but not life-size, of course. Right. They've They've recreated, what, the Starship Enterprise? Yes, yes. Com- like, one-to-one. One-to-one, that's huge. Ratio, yeah, yeah. huge. But so that's like an instance of like an interesting open world game. They have a, I mean, and then you like t- you know like we talked about in the role playing Skyrim. Oh yeah! What a what an awesome open world they created there. Yeah. Uh, did you see the? Have you did you watch the latest uh, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition trailer? I haven't yet because every time I sit down <laughs> and think about watching it. I don't have my headphones near me. It's oh. nighttime. Everybody's trying to be quiet so oh. our, you know, our kid can sleep. Right. So my impressions of that is like, oh, man, that world looks awesome. It also looks like Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, oh, that looks like Skyrim, but really pretty. Well, that's <laughs> that's okay, though. It is. but That's I mean- okay because Skyrim's world was so well done down to the shrub. The shrubs even looked nice right. to look at, you know. Uh, all they could really do is add a little more realism to the world, like the wind affects bl- brushing against the trees in the proper manner instead of just randomly shaking branches and stuff all over the place. I just, the verticality in the game, like a lot of, I think one of the, re- you know, we talk about, in, we talked about in the Grand Theft Auto, like Grand Theft Auto 4, we didn't, some of us didn't care for very much. I feel like that's a very flat game. 
because it's a city and it's just very kind of flat and you don't really, you know. Yeah. But in like Skyrim, there's like mountains and as you go up, the weather changes. Yeah. It's like that kind of open world. It's like it really brings you into this place of like, oh, I'm really immersed in this kind of place. And I just see that kind of stuff getting so much better with the new consoles and stronger equipment. I mean, eventually, it'll, like you said, there'll like be no loading times. It'll just be this dude, con- you know. Hey, someday. I'd look very forward to that. Right. Um, I mean, we already install enough data on our consoles for <laughs> each game, so we might as well install whatever it takes to get things going. Another, another popular thing they've done, is, like in racing games, Open world racing games are free roaming, yeah. like Burnout Paradise. You know, I, I mean, love that game. So, like, I mean, it's a racing car game, but it's like you basically just exist in this world doing races and tasks. But you know, you just go wherever you want to and jump and crash into shit. And well, which which one of the games was that? It was a Need for Speed one, wasn't it? Where it was like pretty much an online world and oh, the new one, Rivals. No, it was uh, like Midnight City, something like that. I don't know, but. If I remember right, it was a racing game where you see other people in the world and you could, like, drive up to them. And if you wanted to race, you give them a nod or something like that. You alert them or flag them down. Online? Yeah, I think it was online. I know, like, in Midnight, uh, yeah, Midnight, Midnight Club. I think that's the one I was talking that about. That was a... But it wasn't... I don't... Originally, that game, like, on the PS2, it did have the free roaming city. Like, uh, but... Uh, well, it, it wasn't, wasn't online, online yet. Huh? It wasn't online yet. Okay, I I'm thought there sure. was something similar to it though that um, was online. I can't think of what it was though. But, but eventually, yeah. it would come to it'll, like it'll definitely come to more. And of then that. basically, you know, um, you have uh, you have a Drive Club coming out, which kind of has some of that. But the Ubisoft one, which I'm forgetting the name of that driving game. But uh, you supposed you're going to be able to drive from one side of the country to the other. Jeez. I'm not. The country isn't one to one ratio, but yeah, you, you'll be able to go through the, the country. Pretty impressive. Um, so that's just another way that they do this. You know, these open worlds are getting bigger and crazier, and and like and like in space, you have a what? Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> what? Looking at uh, internet? No. Um, but then you also have like you know free to you know or MMOs like you know Final Fantasy has a huge open world you know well one, so like what where do you what 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 is what is like a you know they always have these you know genres like this is an MMO and this is an open world this is a sandbox game but they're so alike they're they're all the same you know what I'm yeah it's just the world it takes place in one one upcoming game that I'm looking really forward to. As far as I know, there's no battles, nothing. You just explore. It was called uh, No Man's Sky. And you get, like, your own ship, and you get to explore the galaxy and any planet you can find in it. (laughs) Right. Even the oceans that it has. You can explore the oceans on it and find details about the wildlife in the oceans, the wildlife on the land, and anything I mean that I couldn't imagine anything more expansive than that. So do you do you think that like then at some point these genres will, you know, disappear? 
No. You don't think so? It's always going to be like you'll have a, a sandbox game will be Grand Theft Auto and MMO will be whatever, Warcraft, and then you'll have RPGs. Even though those games are so similar, you don't think those lines will just blur away? I, I do think they'll stay their specific genres because there's always going to be the fans of specific types of gameplay and fluidity of the games and even dialogue because, I mean, dialogue in RPGs is way more in-depth than any regular action game. Yeah, it may have great characters with great scripted talking and acting in it, but an RPG... I mean, you can talk to everybody in the city and they all have some dumb thing to say and you get all these huge numbers and lists and crap to collect and look at and dig through. You know, like Skyrim. There, there's people that collect cabbage, for God's sake. And you can't get that in Grand Theft Auto. You can't go around to any marketplace and grab some cabbage. You can grab, you can <laughs> grab helmets yeah. and hats. Yeah, well, but it's limited. In Skyrim, there's always more cabbage for people to collect. It's true. <laughs> and if you're an MMO, you can grow your own cabbage, and then... That's true. And then you have, like, uh, well, like things like, uh, what, uh, Rust? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Or the, the, the DayZ mod or whatever? Yeah. I mean, all these survival horror sandbox game. I mean, kind of built up from the idea of Minecraft, I guess, where you just survive and create things. And it's like, that's literally a sandbox, right? I mean, yeah. like, Minecraft is literally a sandbox. I mean, there's no actual things created, really, like, story. You're just kind of making your own story up. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you play online, you can actually do a story. So this is, like, kind of, yes, the crew, that's what it was. You could have just said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the game by Ubisoft. That's supposed to come out sometime here. But, uh, yeah, you're supposed to be able to drive across the country. and Huge. That's pretty epic. Yeah. But, I want to uh, I wanna play that. And Drive Club, Drive Club comes out this month, doesn't it? I believe. I think it comes out near the end of the month, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, I don't... Is that going to be open world, or is it more like, here's your lobby, here's your people and friends, I think and go more, right? I think that's more stripped down. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of more standard. But yeah. who knows? I don't know. I haven't I don't know. played it. I they, guess. they haven't shown it's, anything. Yeah, it's been kind of secret ever since they canceled, like, uh, delayed it. I haven't heard much about what what's in the game or what's not in the game now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of racing, <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I guess there's some racing in Borderlands. Oh, there's kind of in Borderlands. Yeah, that's open world. Yeah, yeah. But that's open world. That's open world F- FPS. So, the, right? Yeah, the the closest that but, I can think of. But then RPG too. Yes, <laughs> yes, because there's a ridiculous amount of crap to collect. Yeah, and leveling up your and special yeah, leveling powers. up specials. See, there should not even be genres anymore. This is what my my point is. Is like we anyway. But, come on, there's people that don't want to aim at something and shoot. It's true. But there's billions of people that want to aim and shoot. So what about, like, your experience games, those open world, like, um, Proteus, and that, you know, where you just walk around the world and there's no objective? Well, there's objectives (laughs) only if 
you look at the trophy list and want to get all the oh, trophies. Oh, different. But I mean, that game, you know, you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing. But as the day goes by and like nighttime comes around, there's certain signs that show you that hey, there's these lights going over to this area of the world. You should. Follow them. It just kind of. But I guess it's not really has a, all this going there. Yeah, it's, it's not really a sandbox. Though, it's not a sandbox because you can't do touch anything. anything. You can't jump. The only interact. thing you can do in that game that's a physical activity is sit down mm-hmm. and walk. That's it. Hmm. You can look around, of course. That's physical as well. But you can't grab anything. You, you, as far as I know, you don't have hands, legs. <laughs> You're just kind of hovering around. I don't know how he'd sit if he was just hovering. I guess just hover lower. So let's talk right. more about some of the game. Let's talk about like uh, let's talk about the Assassin's Creed series as a as an open world sandbox game. What do you think of that series? Well, the first one of those games that I played, I was pretty late to the game. I didn't play one or two. Um, I jumped in at Brotherhood, which that's the one that introduced online. I'd never played the online oh, features of it, though. I, I'm not really big into competitive, and as far as I could tell, there wasn't going to be any co-op stuff in it. I'm sure there was, like, team deathmatch kind of crap. But uh, I really enjoyed that game. I liked the world they created and the time period that it took place in. It was a, I think it was like Rome. There was a lot of stuff there. I got to go see the Colosseum and jump around on that. You know, I mean, that was pretty cool. And it was actually a lot of fun just to wander around and interact with the world and search for the dumb things that most sandbox games have you look for. The feathers? Yes, feathers. <laughs> and the annoying Eagle Vision stuff. I like, well, I, I don't like right. the Eagle Vision. That's one thing I wish the series would get rid of. I like the sinking thing. I like climbing to the top and sinking. Yeah. Mm, made you feel cool. Yeah, I uh, was a huge fan of that. I, the first one I played a little bit, it was really janky. So I didn't I didn't really get into it. And then I got the second one really cheap on like PSN. Yeah. Like, I don't know, four ninety nine or nine ninety nine or something like that. And uh dude, I love that game actually. My, uh, it still had flaws, you know. We've talked about the kind of the weird mechanics of the game, where like you're running, chasing somebody, which is annoying in that game. And then you hit a wall. Oh, I hate and then chasing you just, people. You're like trying to get through an alley, and you hit a wall, and you climb up it, and yeah. then you're screwed. Because, and that's a mechanic of the game that hasn't ever really been fixed. That was my least favorite part <laughs> of playing any of these Assassin's Creed games, because I played that one and Assassin's Creed Three. And any time I had to chase somebody, I just kind of dropped my head <laughs> and lost the first time. And then I it was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> but two I liked a lot, and I actually platinum that one. And uh, and then I didn't play any of, I didn't play Brotherhood or the one. Why Why did you like two so much? Ah, I just I liked the story, and I I never really gotten into the Assassin's Creed game before, and so the story kind of took me. And I liked the world and. I don't know. I was just kind of really into it, and uh, and I think I should have just stopped right there. <laughs> I should have never because I didn't play Brotherhood or what's the Revelations is the third one. Yeah, something like that. I think so. And uh, you know, I'm sure those are good games. Um, and but I decided, you know, I'll get it on three. And I don't know. They just didn't really fix anything, and the story was all right, but kind of drawn out. And 
I, I enjoyed the story in three. I just didn't really enjoy the gameplay as much as I wanted to. I was hoping it would have fixed itself a little more. Right, yeah. uh, but all I noticed is that, hey, I can now climb trees and there's these V ones that you can jump out right. of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just feel like all the, the things they have you do are so redundant. Like, it's like, oh, here we do this again. Here we have to do this. Here we have to go listen. Here we have to, you know, it was just... I hate well, the listening missions. I've done all that already, you know. Yeah. Uh, the only, they added something new to the game, but it really isn't... It's interesting that they added that whole shit mechanic, which is fun to do, but... Man, it's not really Assassin's Creed. It's this whole new game, and which they they kind of just threw a ton of that in Black Flag. Well, that's what it like, is. Yeah, it's the pirate edition of. Well, it's just Assassin's Creed pirates. And everyone says that game's really awesome yeah. too, and it makes me want to play it. But I have a feeling that I'm still going to have to chase dudes and you know do all that stuff. I all no, that. you'll. You'll probably now have to chase boats. <laughs> boats, yeah. yeah. Chase boats, not not dudes. <laughs> they re- they really should just you know not have Assassin's Creed anymore and just create their pirate game and see how that goes. But I feel like that ha- was a good series at a point. You know, it got me into it, and then I think it's just too yeah. much now. I think so. I, I like it and I don't like it. It's one of those things. I understand, but I'm really tempted to play Black Flag. Well, one one series that's keep kept me interested. That uh, a new one's coming out soon, very soon, is Infamous. Oh, yeah. I play both those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hit the microphone here. Whoops. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about Infamous. Those are great games. I don't know why, but it's like when Infamous first came out, I wasn't too interested. Exactly. I was like, there, kinda... there was that and uh, what was the prototype. Prototype, Both yeah. came out and I looked at them and I saw somebody play prototype and a lot of people compared them and said they were very similar. I'm just like, uh, I don't really want to play this. Prototype, it, prototype is nothing like infamous, yeah. infamous prototype. Yeah, I, I was unaware of that. I didn't watch any videos or anything like that. Just that's what people were telling me. And then several, well, like two or three years later when... Infamous 2 came out, I, I think I borrowed Infamous from somebody or bought it. No, I have the disc. No, 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 no. On the... Oh, you have the disc? Because I have the disc. The Infamous... second one was free. Was it the second one? I thought yeah, it was... I think the second one was free. I thought the first one was free for uh, for the uh, PSN, the, Which the hackers. It, that's the ha- a possibility. When it was hacked and they gave Infamous away for free. Okay. Well, yeah, so I must have played it because of that. And then 2 and was a plus. Thing. I was... Hooked. It's a good game. Yeah, I, I absolved myself into that world and was just doing all the extra crap and just having tons of fun. I mean, just wandering around the world. That game actually made it fun because you got all these different skills and you're static so you could glide across. Right. And Yeah, there was so much cool stuff in that game. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that game because, uh, yeah, I wasn't very inter- interested in playing it, you know, when they advertised it. And, you know, it just didn't seem like... I don't know. I just maybe it's the character or something, but like the actual gameplay of that game, and it actually looks really good. Yeah. And so, and I've played Prototype, and while Prototype is similar in the regards that you get powers and you go around the city, it look. I mean, that first Prototype game is really ugly. Yeah, it is compared to Infinite. It feels okay though. It feels okay to play, but I I didn't enjoy it. I mean, the world itself is really kind of boring and bland. Yeah. I mean, Infamous is, but you know, Infamous is. PS3 only and prototype is yeah. multi. Well, in infamous Second Son comes out uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think, on yeah. PS4. Yeah. 
And everybody that has gotten to touch it and has been writing about it online has nothing but good to say about it. I, I mean, they added, what, a new neon skill and a smoke skill or something like that? I'm really curious with these new graphics how at least even the smoke is going to look because the right. particle effects that they're going to have to throw at that, the effects are just going to be insane. I, I watched a video, and they've been working on like realistic brain puddle gathering and of reflections and all that, even according to what time of day it is. They're just... Like, if the sun is shining down on a wet road, it will evaporate. Right. Kind of detail. So that's ridiculous how much they're trying to open this world up to people to be so realistic. It could be, you know, uh, I'm sure I'll play it at some point if I ever buy a PS4. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, something, another series we should go back to is, uh, like, Saints Row. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about how maybe the first one was on PS2. I think it was, but I don't think I ever... Maybe maybe that first one wasn't. Maybe it was only on Xbox. I don't know, but, uh, but uh, in several minutes I might actually have the answer for that. But I didn't get into that until uh, Jason and I played Saints Row 2 co-op online. Right. It was awesome, yeah. but we never finished it. <laughs> I, I don't know, either because our schedules started conflicting or we got bored. I don't remember right. which it was, but... I have a feeling it was the schedules oh. because the game I remember just being loads and loads of fun. See, I didn't get into it until uh, Saints Row Three, and I fell in love with that game hardcore. I, I think I played through that game. Well, I played it once by myself. I played it co-op through with you and halfway through with my friend Bill. So I played it through that game like two and a half times. Um, I only played through it the once. Uh, I don't know. I, I platinumed it. Yeah, so. yeah. You sat down and got the platinum. <laughs> so, um, but man, I really dig that game. And so, uh, I think they gave two away on Plus or something for free. And so, I did download two and play through it a little bit, but it just wasn't as good as three. Cause the three, graphics increased yeah. so much between the two. Right, right, right. It was ridiculous. So while I played it a little bit, I just was like, man, I just I'm not interested in playing this. And it was Saints Row. The original one only was on the Xbox 360. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. For some reason, I thought maybe it was on those older consoles, but I guess not. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you Now you're in the know. Yeah. And then uh, Saints Row 4 came out, and I busted through that, and I had intentions of platinuming it, but, man, my game pile just stacks up, and I have so many games to play. But I played through that, and that's, you know, that adds more superpower. So it's like Saints Row 3, and then you add a layer of, like, Infamous on top of that, basically. Yeah. And you've, you know. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's just... Uh, They add an extra level of complete ridiculousness and sexuality. They add a a sandbox on top of the sandbox, basically. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow, yeah. You can pretty much do anything you thought you might be able to do in a sick and twisted game. Right. But what would you say is probably your favorite or they can be two different games, your favorite or the best open world sandbox game? Well, I think the one I spent the most time with and is my favorite is Borderlands 2. That's, I mean, it's not like a sandbox that most people may think of, but it's a way open world. Yeah, it has loading, but that's very common. But each section of the world is pretty massive, and there's a lot of stuff to do, collect, 
Uh, I mean, it has everything. I mean, that game just gave me so many hours of fun. It still does. I, I still play every once in a while. Right. I think How about I, yours? I think I would probably still go with Skyrim again. Yeah. That's very high on the list. Skyrim is... Uh, um, it's tough because, you know... I would put Red Dead on my list too. Um, I wasn't for some reason I wasn't a huge fan of that game when I first started playing it, and uh, for some reason it took me a while to get into it. As big a fan as I said I was about westerns and stuff, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was Rockstar, something about you know because I'm not a big Grand Theft Auto fan, so I just had this like, you know, I just was not into playing this game, and then so I played it a couple hours and then I just put it away, and then eventually I just like okay I'm gonna do this now. And I just, it totally, you know, Mm -hmm. just engrosses you. And the world itself, uh, it's kind of, you know, blandish in a sense. But the characters and the writing and the music and... I don't, personally, due to where I've lived, Red Dead Redemption just kind of felt like home. I I lived in eastern Oregon. I lived in Albuquerque. And I thought they did a pretty darn good job of replicating the feeling of that kind yeah. of no, climate and territory. But I think Skyrim, as yeah. far as an open world, it just... There's moments where you would come out of a cave, and then it'd be snowing, and the, and the music would kind of ramp up. And I'd just be yeah. like, oh my, this is ridiculous. I'm, this this game is... And I'm, you know, my bikini-clad elf chicken. Yeah. I thought you were an Amazon. No, she's elf. Okay. Oh, that's that's right. <laughs> She's just a really big, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's great. Well, yeah, I mean, Skyrim is definitely my second in list, and then Red Dead. Um, which, if any of you watch the show that also listen to this podcast, you may notice that I'm not in that show. That's because... Oh, he's playing Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't stand... Grand Theft Auto 4, that's what I was... I was actually playing that in the video, uh, which it was hard to actually do a mission because <laughs> the game was already beaten on the game save that I was playing. It took but me over a year to beat that game. I've tried playing that game like three or four times. I've given it about an hour to an hour and a half each time, and I don't know. Like it is the I, wor- I think it is the worst, in my opinion. I mean, we kind of talk about it on yeah. the show, but it is the worst version, I think, of that game, or of that series. I mean... I, I think you'd enjoy five. So yeah, I, mean. I I might try five, but I never played any of the other ones. I, I dabbled a little bit in either one or two, the top down ones. Oh, wow. But uh, other than that, yeah, I've never played. Well, I ran around with the bazooka because one of my friends handed me the controller once on San Andreas. I think. I think right. I think it's the level of fantasy. I think you're more of a fantasy guy. I am. You know? so I like, love fantasy not, and sci-fi. So there's. You know, obviously, Grand Theft Auto is a fantasy, but it's like it's a very real worldish. And yeah. I think you know, you play through Saints Row, but it's more comical and outlandish. Yeah. You know, whereas I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right because most of the games that are like too realistic are pretty boring. Unless, like La Noire, you know, it had a lot of history and really cool throwbacks to some movie stuff that right, I've right. watched. So, you know, I have something to relate to it. I don't have anything to relate cause, with Grand Theft Auto because I, I have never really been into that kind of culture and 
right. anything. I think another thing about like sandbox, true sandbox games for me, or like those type of games, is like the whole being able to create a character. Yeah, like Grand Theft Auto, you're not really allowed. You're not allowed to do that. Um, I mean, that's another thing with Red Dead. You know, I, it'd be cool if I could be like, you know, create my Western chick or something or dude or whatever. I always create chicks. That's you know, anyway. But it's, that's the sandbox part of the sandbox. You know, that I would like to have. Yeah. You know, in like. So that's why Saint, a Saints Row is really interesting because I get to create my character. That's why Skyrim is really interesting to me. I get to create my character, and then I'm more invested, you know, in that character because you know it's someone I created. Yeah. And that, you know that's why I think it's cool. Like with Saints Row, you know, they kind of instead of releasing a demo for the game, they release the create a character thing. You know, so you get to create your character, and then it's ready to go for the game. Yeah. When, you know, I, I think that's cool. But that was a great idea. What other games are we kind of maybe not? Open world. I'm sure there's a Jeez. million we're not talking about. Well, I was reading earlier about some of the origins of sandbox or open world games. And somebody I've liked to follow online and all that. He's a really good storyteller. Is Richard Garriott. He started the Ultima right, series. Right. And he, that he also Ultima went, One was like widely open world where you could explore and all that. So right. he he kind of pioneered a lot of it. I don't think he was the very first one. Yeah, I guess we should mention like you know Diablo Two or you know those top down kind. Which of. I'm still waiting for Diablo Three to become affordable. <laughs> uh, I, I like I want that title to be about thirty bucks before I pick that up, but. It's going to be a while before that happens on PS4 because it hasn't even come out yet on PS4. Wasn't it on PS3? Wasn't it plus down to 35? Uh, 34.99, I think. It's getting there. I think it was. I think it's it'll, getting there. Anyway. No, that'll be a fun game to play. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I guess I, you know, like Metal Gear Solid's going to, a, it sounds like it's going to a more open world yeah. uh, game kind of game. And, and, that's kind of concerns me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're a huge Metal Gear fan. So what do you think of this? I'm I haven't asked you that so, before. So like uh I really like I'm, I'm like that's my favorite game, Metal Gear obviously. Um and I like the kind of linear, you know, constricted gameplay of that because it's a very controlled by the artist and you know, you know, I mean Later on in, like, four... I mean, the worlds are pretty... You know, the areas can be kind of big, and you can kind of do your own thing through them, but they're, you know, closely kind of controlled. Um, so this open-world thing, while interesting, and I'm not going to knock it because I haven't played it yet, it does, you know, it just... So many different mechanics is what it sounds like, especially, you know, one of the reasons they're releasing this Ground Zeroes is to, like, get the players used to this kind of new way of playing Metal Gear... And then the big game will come out. Well, one thought on that is with Ground Zeroes coming out soon, I think they're going to take a lot of the player complaints. Right, I think so too. And really work their complaints out of Metal Gear Solid they're, 5. They're already doing that. I mean, like, the whole... Yeah. With the, the price differences in yeah. the thing. I, I think they're going to really listen to their fans about the fact that they didn't like this about it. They didn't like a lot of different things or even how the controls felt. Right. So they're going to retune... Uh, what is... It's uh, Metal Gear Solid 5... 
Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Right. I always forget Phantom Pain for some reason. That's a very bizarre kind of title. But yeah, yeah. But I, I'm sure it'll be. They have I'm these sure. days. Companies pretty much have to listen to the fan because there's so many people that'll just bomb them online, and it's really hard to. Well, I mean, hell, look at Mass Effect. What right. happened to them? Jeez. Well, I mean, I'm not afraid of this. I mean, I'm sure the story will still be that crazy, over the top, outlandish. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think that's going away. But I'm just, I'm interested. You know, the stuff in between the, the cinematics. Yeah, that 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 that, that, uh, <laughs> that two minutes while I played the game before the half hour cinematic. Uh, I'm curious what that two minutes is going to be like. <laughs> hey, I love the game. I can make that. I joke. love the cinematics <laughs> in the game. So do I. That's why I play them because Metal Gear. While this open world thing can be cool, because I might have more choices as a person like me that sucks at stealth action games like Metal Gear Solid, I really suck at the games, but I love playing them because their stories and characters are so well done and so bizarre. It's just, you have to watch it. It's like something on TV that you just can't turn your head away from. It's just... I'm I'm looking very forward to both of them. So like uh like on Far Cry three, that open world, like how open was it? I mean, did it load to different areas or was it pretty much just always just always open? Like how open was that game? I should play it obviously. It, it was open because like all the different cinematics that happened and in, in the game it was actually like the game. Right. And every location they were in you could actually go to and all the caves that were in the game um, well, there might have been a couple of instances where there were a couple of loading scenes, but for the most part, all the caves that you could explore in the game were like just part of the map. Because uh, I mean, Far Cry, the the Blood Dragon, I mean, that world was just open yeah. until you get kind of later into the game where it kind of takes you to different parts. But like that main part of the game was all pretty much just yeah. They they did so well on that engine. I don't even know what engine they used in the game, but I hope they keep using it because it was such great gameplay. I really enjoyed it. And what about... uh, Well, I guess that's not open world. What? Um, Well, I was going to say, like, Tomb Raider's kind of-ish open world, but not... I mean, it still loads into other... Well, I mean... It's like, what? It's... It has so many different aspects of like an open is, world what game. What is open world? Like, yeah. Is open world meaning that you can go... Because like Tomb Raider, you can go to this area and then you can go back to that area. Even though it loads, you can still go back and forth. That's the same as Borderlands. Right, But see? people consider that an open world game. All right. So, so Tomb Raider was pretty awesome so, then for that respect. Because yeah. you can pretty much go anywhere I, in the world. I would... Because of how things keep gauging themselves... And as we've said in other podcasts, it's really hard to classify things these days. But Unchar- Uncharted wasn't like that, right? I mean, I don't remember Uncharted being able to... Uncharted's remember. not open world at all because... It's pretty linear. Yeah, it's very linear experience. And after you beat a mission, yeah, you can go back to it, but you have to go to a menu yeah, to the and chapter, load the right, chapter. Right. So, yeah, that's definitely not open. But in Tomb Raider, you could actually walk back to these locations. Right. Okay. So I would consider that open world. Open world, okay. And then the, obviously we talked about Arkham Arkham City. It's a pretty, you know, Arkham yeah. Asylum, not so much. I mean, kind of, but not so much. There's, well, I don't remember. Well, yeah, you, you could can. you could walk back to anywhere, yeah. as far as I know. So Just a lot it, of loading, I yeah, think. Yeah, lots of loading. But uh, the city had a bigger open world. And then I guess the new game they just announced is going to be huge. Yeah. Arkham, just the 
I can't wait till more details about that game come out. It's what Arkham Knights. Arkham Knights yeah. with a K, of course. Or Arkham Knight. I think it's Arkham. Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's right. not. It's not referring to Batman. It's referring to some new villain they're creating. Oh, they're actually creating a new villain yeah, for the so, Batman so universe. Jeff Johns, head of DC uh, creative art, you know, creative yeah, director. Yeah, so those comics will also be coming out, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, they're creating some kind of special art, you know. And they'll be able to drive the Batmobile around. Mm-hmm. And there'll be actual traffic in the game, so. Which the Batmobile actually looks pretty cool. It should be interesting. Um, I, I mean, I, the video that they showed looked pretty, pretty I, neat. I had talked about not really caring about a Batman game, you know. I think I talked about it in the comics one um that i wasn't you know i didn't really need another well i think you were just saying that about origins i don't remember you saying all together well no but like i didn't really need another arkham dark yeah that kind of and then i saw that trailer and i was like oh i'll just eat my words now this looks interesting <laughs> well it, it's purely ps4 and oh, yeah, xbox clearly, one and yeah. pc so it's only like yeah there's not gonna new be gen yeah so they're well, Rocksteady, this is they they took a break from the Batman series. And well, Origins came out. Well, they didn't take a break; they were working yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, they took a break in yearly releases, right, right, So right. they could actually work with all their might towards the new iteration of the engine and the graphics that they were doing for the new consoles. So, yeah, so that's just a lot. I think we're just going to see that. You know, I think most games are pretty much going to be. I mean... Very wide open. Like, what games... Well, for... Games are very going to be narrow. I mean, like, there'll be indie games that'll be narrow, you know, narrow kind of focused or... But I think just a lot of the kind of main titles we play, they're kind of going to just this kind of open world. Which, to a certain level, I'm okay. As long as it's not like... uh, What's that? uh, Dragons... The RPG... Dragon Age? Not Dragon Age. The one Dog, Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma, where traveling that gigantic ass world, <laughs> or it seems gigantic, <laughs> it's just kind of slow. You, your yeah. transportation methods are really slow. Well, eventually you get fast yeah, travel. It just fast takes travel, a while. It just takes forever. I did. I did play that some more lately, and I did find the little uh, through the cave, and it like kind of shortcuts some stuff. Yeah. So you can kind of. Oh, you just gotta get. You just gotta start. Playing it, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it, it fast travel in any large game, open world or not, is very important as you get older when you have less time and children. Right. So <laughs> walking from one side of the map to the other when it takes 15 minutes or so just to go to the next area and then have to go all the way to the other side of that area, you know, I don't have time to play games like that. I think my issue with Dragon's Dogma is that the world isn't really that pretty, and I so I, it it kind of it doesn't suck me in. Yeah, it's just kind of, eh. Yeah, I've played better looking games. It's not a bad game. I just I don't think the game looks too horrible. Uh, maybe it's just me. Yeah, it it probably is. Maybe it's because your gigantic TV makes it look terrible. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> None of the Dragon Ages are very. Are they all openish? Are they kind of very kind of focused? Yeah, they're pretty focused. You can go back to the locations and all that, but it's like some intense loading and oh. a weird map system on the first one. I mean, I played the second one, and obviously you go and go around to the same places, but it's very kind of... I guess yeah. it's open world. Yeah, it's it's pretty open, but I mean, yeah, I, I guess you could call it one, but... 
I mean, we might as well make a list of new games that we can't call open world, right? I can't even think of it. What's a, what's a new game that's coming out that's not open world? Well, that I'm I'm looking so forward to the next couple of months because so much has not been announced yet for these current systems that just came out. Everyone's hungry for like a Everybody's game. hungry for news. I'm starving. And I well, know we're games. just going to get loaded with so much stuff when May comes around. Well, yeah, the, all the game shows coming between now and the end of the year, us gamers are not going to know what to do with ourselves because there's going to be so much cool stuff coming out. And I guarantee at least half of them are going to be open world. Right, yeah. And these worlds with this new technology and horsepower in these machines, the details are going to be so nice and clean that you might not even notice walking by like a tree that sways in the wind in its own way, unlike another tree sitting next to it is slightly different. You know, like all these different details they're going to put into even the rain effects splashing off of certain textures. Right. No, it's all very exciting. Yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, my my next-gen console is a Wii U, and it doesn't really get a lot of use at the moment because I don't have any games. So if Nintendo makes that open-world Mario game, I'll be first on the list. But yeah, sold. until I get a PS4, I'm, I won't get to share in your water dripping. <laughs> anyway, we have anything else we want to add? <laughs> or we're getting close here to the hour. Oh, do people still want to listen to us? Should we should we stop this now? I think they're probably getting bored. And uh, I got to put they, the music on either side, so yeah. we'll be just under an hour. Okay, that's not so bad. We're at fifty-seven. So, um, what are we going to talk about next time? Well, since uh, our Grand Theft Auto is a two video is a two-parter, you have to if, come up, you're going to have to come up with something. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Or if anybody out there wants to. Give us a comment on our Facebook page. You yes. can go to facebook.com slash the couch co-op. Or no, it's... it's you it? You made it. It's facebook.com slash couch co-op show, all one word. Yeah. That's what it is. Or you can go to the iTunes store or iTunes and search for our show and leave a comment there. But there you have to search for the couch co-op podcast. Podcast. You can go to... What's the Podbean one? couchcoappodcast.podbean.com <laughs> You can go there too. Yeah. And they can leave comments there too. Yeah, right? you can comment anywhere you can get a hold of us. Uh, maybe on the next podcast I'll actually have a Couch Co-op email that you guys can email oh, us that, at. That would because be even better. That would probably be the easiest form of communication and well, maybe I'm just really lazy. I should have had that like weeks ago. There's a lot of things uh, we need to which do. Which you can critique the hell out of us if you want. You Wait. can uh, comment on anything. We even have a Google Plus page. Oh, that's right. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, so just so. search for Couch Co-op on Google Plus, <laughs> and uh, we'll probably be there. Yeah, so like you can leave a comment or maybe a list of topics, and uh, I'm sure Jared will pick something. Yeah, what, what do you want us to talk about? Please let us know somehow. And uh, as I said, I'll have an email for you next podcast. Yeah. Are you promising? Yes, I am promising <laughs> this. You sure you're moving this week? Yes, <laughs> I, I have my tablet right in front of me, and right. I can sign up for a new Gmail account right on that. All right, cool. Very awesome. All right, well, uh, I'm, I'm Ian. I'm Jared. And this has been the Couch Co-op Podcast, and we'll uh, talk to you.
to you in a week. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.